Ben Easter, and you're listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast, the podcast that gives you the mindsets, strategies, tips, and tricks to live your freedom and love your life. If you're here, I suspect that you have a total badass inside you, but chances are that you haven't let it play full out yet. Maybe you've been told not to, that it's too much. Maybe you've been worried about what other people will think, or maybe you just haven't made the space to shine. If any of that sounds familiar, you've come to the right place. Each week, my co-hosts and I will be exposing the lies that keep that badass chained and, more importantly, sharing the tools to help you break free and share that most authentic you with the world. So, if you want more freedom, possibility, or courage, then I'd invite you to take a deep breath, get curious, and listen carefully for your shift to freedom. Welcome back to the Shift to Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Ben Easter. I'm here with my co-host, Paige Easter, my lovely wife. And today we are talking about the moon cycle. What are we, what are we talking about, Paige? I think the moon cycle is kind of, it's one way that we can talk about this, but I think there's some connotations there that are a little like woo-woo or esoteric. So I think for, just because that's what I call it in my common vernacular, we'll like call it that. But I want to call in that this is good. This conversation is going to be a lot more practical than like woo-woo, moon cycle, blah, blah, blah. We're going to make it really practical. Everybody's going to walk away with some really cool insights today. Definitely. Great. And I'm going to be really in the learning seat. I have a background in Chinese medicine and we definitely studied a lot of women's health in Chinese medicine. I got to say, even then, even when I was in the, like the height of studying the body and the anatomy, this was always like the most confusing part of, (laughs) of my studies. I'm really excited to talk to it. I'm really excited to talk about not just kind of what's going on, but also how we can use it practically in our, well, I can't use it practically in my day-to-day life, but how people can use it practically in their day-to-day lives. And kind of like what you've come across. So can you can you first start maybe, Paige, by telling me, like, why is, other than the obvious reasons, like, what's your journey with the with this topic? Like, how did you get interested in it? That sort of thing. Yeah, totally. Okay. I think I was like in my 30s, maybe like 32, 33. And I went to this Chinese medicine doctor and he was doing his like panel of questions and he asked me about my like cramps. And I was like, yeah, I recycle four to five days of cramps. And he was like, what? That's not necessary. And it was the first time in my life where I had ever heard the idea that like a pain-free menstrual cycle was possible. So that was like the jumping point for me. I started doing a lot of research around like hormones, the impact on their body. But what really landed for me and what really, really got me interested in this is like the symbolic nature of cycles and that they like everything in our world is cyclical. And so I've basically been studying for the past, I don't know, it's been like four years, but really to like keying myself into like the nature of cycles and like how they can be applied, like the principles of cycles and cyclical living can be applied in all of these different places. And the one that I experience, and I think a lot of other women experience too, is just like our, like our, the feminine nature of like having a hormone cycle that is 30 days long that men don't experience and what that means for us living in a world where we don't really talk about hormone cycles and we're not supposed to really talk about our period. And like, we're not, we're not like really even allowed to use it as like an excuse, even though sometimes it really is like a valid thing that's going on with us that kind of keeps us from having the same energetic resources that we have access to in other parts of our cycle. Yeah. And I I just want to like underscore and highlight this, this thing that you said about the, the pain-free menstrual cycle, 
because that is something that one of my teachers, Dr. Courtney Carog, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, she was like, yeah, this is a big myth in our culture that you just, it's just, it's totally normal for people to have a painful menstrual cycle. And like, that's just like kind of how it is to be a woman and all that stuff. And I think like I, I watched even then all of the women in the class kind of being like, what? Like, what? Like, it's, that's not normal. Like you don't have to have a painful menses. So what, what's your experience now? I'm curious, just so we can kind of wrap that little drama cycle full circle. What, what do you think right now? <laughs> I am to the point now where I almost don't have pain in my cycle. I have a little discomfort. I've like tried a combination of like, just like being aware of like what foods I'm eating and taking Chinese herbs and, you know, having raspberry leaf tea around when I'm menstruating is like a big one for me. But I think more than anything, than like what the like, strategy or tactic I take to experience less pain and more ease is like, I've just come into a relationship with my cyclical nature. When I first started studying this stuff, I, I really noticed like anytime there's a bunch of women in a room and somebody says, oh yeah, I'm about to my, I'm about to start my period. And then every woman in the room is like, oh, it's the worst. And, and I got to thinking about like, well, if we're spending, you know, maybe like a quarter of our reality being in that cycle, how much of ourselves are we being in resistance to? And like, what are we missing out? Like those, the cyclical nature of us is like, it has some kind of purpose. Otherwise it wouldn't be there. Like everything is intentional in nature. And so like, what are we missing out on by, you know, having this like kind of relationship of resistance? Or like that's bad or it's gross or it's inconvenient and like all of these negative things. And so I really started to go on this journey of like recognizing and becoming really aware, like how I talk about like what phase of my cycle my body is in. And um, I think it was just like three or four months ago. And I had like this moment of like I was, you know, closer to ovulation. I was having a lot of energy. I was like had so many things that I wanted to do and all this excitement and energy. And I had this moment where I just sat down and I was like, God, I can't wait until I start my period so I can rest. And it was like the skies opened up and I was like, oh, like I've made it. Like I did it. I've learned to really like love that part of me. And I think that there's like a whole other thing about like resisting where you are in a moment that in any given moment that I would like to grow into, like, okay, now I'm ovulating and this is perfect. And now I'm menstruating and this is perfect. And so I'm like continuing to grow, but, um, it's been, I think that more than anything has been the thing that's creating less pain for me and like less resistance in my life in general. Yeah. So let's, let's double, double click on some of this because you're, you're going kind of fast on the, like the energetic parts, for example, let's kind of high level break this down. Cause I feel like this, and maybe I'm, I, I, I don't know, I'm not a woman in our culture, but I do believe that there is not like, it's not like this is part of the school curriculum where we learn, like we learn that it exists, but we don't learn anything about the details of it. So can you maybe give us like a high level overview of like, what are the phases of the cycle other than just like the menstrual cycle and ovulation? Yeah, Cause I totally. think those are the most. Yeah. I think my favorite way to talk about this is really looking at the seasons of a year and using that as, cause there's just so many parallels between what's going on in summer and what's going on. Like when we're ovulating. And we maybe say uh, in a typical cycle, like or in a, in an average cycle, like in in the middle of the bell curve, so to speak. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And I also it might be worth mentioning here that if you don't 
ovulate or if you don't menstruate regularly or if you're on hormonal birth control, you might be cutting yourself off from uh, some like signals from your body of things not going well. So if your cycle isn't like 28-ish days, maybe it's a little shorter and it's a little longer, it might be time to like look into like maybe there's something going on like health-wise or even with your like mental well-being. But yeah, in a typical cycle, we have four seasons, just like the seasons of a year. And we would start out, I think it's easiest to start out in winter. So winter is, we're kind of closed up. We're not feeling as social. We're resting. There's, it's colder outside. So we want to stay warmer. And this is like our menstrual, like this is like when we're menstruating. The men have bigger brains than women by mass, but women have more connections between the two hemispheres. And what's happening when we're menstruating actually is our connective tissue between our brains are firing like crazy. And this is the same thing. So we can even look at this on like a a daily cycle. So like the sun goes down, we have a whole day's worth of content, experiences, learnings, and we have to go to sleep to kind of reconcile them, make them make sense, fit them together, store them away so that we can recall them later. And so this is what's happening on a monthly basis for women. We're taking a month's worth of data and our brains are working really hard, so much so that women will require 500 to 1,000 more calories per day during this part of their cycle. Which is also yeah. partly because you're losing blood and blood is, it turns out, kind of hard to make for our bodies. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's a lot of things that are going on in this time of our cycle. And so something to be aware of is we're not going to feel as social. We're going to it's not going to be very good for us to be doing a lot of exercise, which is counterintuitive because we're eating more. So we feel like, oh, I'm so hungry. Like I should be moving more. And there's all these like, you know, you know, expectations about most people in leadership traditionally in our world have been men and they have the capacity to show up with the same type of energy, like the same literally capacity for burning calories using their brains every single day of the month. And we just don't have that. And so. After we finish our like menstrual cycle, we'll start coming into a springtime. And this is like an emergence. I've done all this reflecting. I've been cooped up. I've been keeping myself warm and cozy. And now it's time to like um, reemerge and start taking what we learned during this reflective period during our like our internal winter and start planting some seeds for what's to come next. So we're going to feel a lot more social. We're going to be like, you know, hopeful. And I think you know, as we're recording this, we're just like at the beginning of spring right now. And I think a lot of people are feeling like that springtime, like looking at their calendars for like all the fun things that are going to come this summer. And like, I just, we got together with some friends and put like eight different events on our calendar. And I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be so fun. Like, and that's like kind of the energy around springtime. And then we'll start moving into our internal summer. And this is when we're ovulating. And This is when we'll have the most energy. All of those seeds that we planted in the springtime will start, like, want to be worked. So we'll be like, okay, all those plans we made in April, we're like June, we're like going out, we're outside, we're moving around. If we were like an agricultural society, we would be working the fields. We would, you know, being very social, the sun is out longer during the day. We'd be having a lot of parties at night. It's warm. We can all socialize. And then we start coming into our internal like fall or autumn. And what's happening during this phase is we're starting to wrap up a cycle. We're starting to wrap up like, okay, we planted those seeds, like let's get them all finished. 
What do we need to be prepared for winter? Like, what do we need to have on hand? Like, do we have enough resources, et cetera, et cetera? And so some women might feel like this is the time of month where they're wanting to clean house and like tidy up and think about like, okay, and I do this more consciously now. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to have as much energy next week. So what do I, now that I have the energetic resources, like what do I need to have on hand to make that winter the most cozy and pleasant as possible? Like make sure I have a nice comforting book to read or a good show on hand or like my blankies and my little like microwave rice bag to put put on my tummy. Thanks, Sarah Sabandal. Thanks, Sarah (laughs) Sabandal. Exactly. So yeah, those are the four seasons. Like how clear is that feeling? Did I miss anything? Let me recap and make sure that I'm, I'm understanding. So we have, we start in the menstrual cycle. That's like winter. That's where we're going inside. That's where we're making internal connections. That's where it's really resource intensive and we're not gathering a lot of resources from the outside. So it's like where we're feeling a little bit more drained. Like our body's doing a lot of work on the inside, essentially. There's a lot of movement happening in the, in the, the womb. There's a lot of movement happening in the brain. And it's like more like a physically more physically passive that phase. Then we get into spring. Spring is where we start to emerge and start to like look for maybe those social connections. We start to go and where our energy levels are picking up a little bit, though they're not like maxing out, but we're starting to like reach out and make connections. That's the luteal phase. Follicular. That's follicular. And then we have our uh, ovulation cycle. That's like summertime. That's where we're out. We're this is like the most social time for most people. This is where we're, we have like a lot of energy, a lot of like get shit done kind of energy. This is like where if we're, if we're starting new projects or things like that, this is like where we'll make a lot of headway on them, that sort of thing. Then we move into the the fall phase. This would be the luteal phase. And the, this is where we're, um, where we're kind of starting to harvest the fruits. And, and so like now we have like that nesting energy where we have that, like this, like final burst of, you know, where you'd be harvesting all the fruits and vegetables, that sort of thing. And we're like gathering and we're like making a cozy den so that we can have another winter. Did I pick that up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I pause for just a second? Cause I do want to make this practical for everybody and just like, you know, these are principles of cycles. Even if you don't menstruate and, you know, it just, it depends on how much you like really buy into like astrology and like the moon and et cetera, et cetera. But like, oh, you know, like a lot of people buy into like on the full moon, like crazy stuff is happening because that's like the summer. That's where people are the most social. The days are the most long. Like people have, you know, like have more energy for parties and socializing. Think about it. You literally have like daytime at nighttime during the full, full Exactly. Moon. Like there's a longer yeah. period of like where you can be outside being a normal person. Yeah, totally. And so if, even if you don't menstruate, like there might be some influences that are influencing you. And I think that in our contemporary world, we're a little disconnected from like what's going on with the moon just because we have access to artificial light. But I still think that we're, even if we aren't a woman having these really clear signals of what phase I'm in my body, I think that women and men are also experiencing this in their own inter- internal world. We're like, okay, now I reflected, I'm ready to do something new. They plant some seeds, they work it really hard, they wrap a bow on it. And then they're like, I'm kind of tired. Maybe it's time to step away and like take a little rest and reflection. And so even if it isn't happening with the moon or with your hormone cycle, I think that it's still happening. And it's really, it's really helpful to be aware of these like 
kind of natural tendencies or forces going on around us. Yeah. In, in other words, man or woman, old or young, we're still having energetic cycles that are happening in our bodies. And, and this is what we're talking about here is like a lens that we can use to look at that those energetic cycles just to have greater understanding of ourselves, greater compassion with ourselves, but not only that, greater function for ourselves as well, because now, and this is the part that I'd like to talk to you next about, because I think this is something that's really interesting that I've been hearing you talk about for the last months and year, uh, is this idea of like lining up your actions, like in your business, for example, lining up your actions with your, where you're at in your cycle. So again, whether, whether you are, whether you actually have a menstrual cycle or you don't have a menstrual cycle, right? Becoming aware of these energetic cycles in yourself and then lining up actions to, to kind of meet with those. So like, so let, can we maybe use, um, I'm going to use business because I think it's really fascinating. Can we talk about like what kinds of things in your business can we do? Cause it's not like what I've heard from you is that it's not like we're just shutting down from the world, completely not doing anything while we're menstruating, for example, for our businesses. But what are we doing? So can we talk about like how to stack action with or what kinds of actions to stack with the different phases of the cycle? Yeah. Yeah. And when I first started learning about this stuff, that's where I started. I was like, well, menstrual week, I'm just going to take that whole week off and I'm not going to do shit and blah, blah, blah. And I very quickly realized that that's just it's just not sustainable. It's, you know, like we our businesses don't run on a monthly cycle. Unfortunately, (laughs) that works. Yeah. And so what I started doing instead is just really developing an awareness of where I'm at in my cycle and doing my best to try to put stuff on my calendar in the phase that is most resourceful or like kind of like if I know, so like, for example, if I know I'm going to have like a big sales conversation and I'm on my menstrual cycle, then I just know like, okay, I'm going to reserve some energy in this phase before that so that I have some reserve to use later on and just like think about like, how do I want to distribute my activities so that I can show up my best in any given moment. But I think like if our if we're in our internal spring, like that's just a, that's a really great time to like schedule and put things out. Ideally, that would happen at the end of some reflection that happened in our menstrual cycle. And so, okay, what went well? What didn't go well? What do I want to do to improve? And then take those notes from the menstrual cycle into our follicular phase and be like, all right, cool, pen to paper. Like, where does this go? And then in the summer, like, okay, we're working it. We're making sure we're like testing things. We're kind of getting it going and then wrapping up those loose ends in the fall so that we can jump into another reflective cycle and start the whole thing over again. So you're, cause you're saying reflective cycle. And so that, that like the, the menses phase, that's where like reflecting on what has gone is going well in the business. That's where like, is that where like creative work goes? I think it depends on like the nature of the creative work. I think one way we can look at this is like in the summer, we're going to be our most social. We're going to be wanting to be around people, working with people, kind of interacting. So That's having a burst our... of sales calls, for example, in totally. the summer Totally. Yeah, okay. totally. In our winter, it's not that we can't be, it's not that we can't be like focused on other people and being social in our winter. It's really like we're being called inward. It's like, you know, if a 24 hour cycle, like at some point we go to sleep and we think about like, 
not a great time to plan a sales call when you're sleeping. Exactly, <laughs> right? Like we're taking out days worth of data and experiences and making meaning out of it and like storing it away for later and understanding like, how are things interconnected and what is like, how do I group this and what is meaningful about this and like, how did this go? And so it, it can be creative work that we're doing during our internal winter, but it is necessarily creative work that it wants to be done alone. If it is something that requires like working with other people, maybe not the best time. And not that we can't do it, but just know that it like if you're trying to do that and it doesn't feel very good, it might be because your body and your kind of like your cyclical, your like cyclicalness wants to be alone. And so even just being aware, like, okay, this is the time of my cycle where I desire more like seclusion and more like you know, get, getting out of the fray and like withdrawing. And so we might be in that phase and it can be really helpful to know like, okay, this is where I am. And also my life right now requires that I go and talk, have this conversation with this person. And so just knowing that about ourselves can kind of alleviate this like internal stress of like, oh, like I need to be doing all these things and I just can't figure out how to do it. And maybe there's something wrong with me. And as soon as we know and give ourselves like, you know, just a little bit of grace, like this is where I'm at. And we can show up in a totally different way in that conversation and still be present knowing that energies are a little more inward than outward during that moment. Yeah. And one way I, I think of this is, you know, in a more, in a broader, like energetic resources kind of way is it's not that you can't do anything at any time. It's just that the cost of the doing of that thing goes up if it's out of alignment with that natural phase of our reality. Like again, take, I can take a sales call in the middle of the night. Okay. Like I can wake up at 2 AM to go do a sales call and then go back to sleep. And that's probably not gonna be my best quality sales call. And I'm going to be tired the next day, right? Because I didn't get a full night's sleep and I didn't have that full uh, energetic kind of withdrawal that usually happens in my cycle. So it's not that I can't do anything anytime. It's that there are times when I'm more naturally. And again, I do want to say this isn't like a rule that everybody follows the exact same cycle, right? The invitation is to listen to your own body. To ask yourself, when are you energetically aligned with what activities in your reality? But then to, to, to just notice, use this as a lens to look at your life and see, does this land with you? Does this fit with your experience of your world? Right. It, because if it does, then if we can, if we can use that information and we can start to align our lives more with the, the activities that we're more in, in flow with in that moment, right. Then we can start to. Just, I think we, we wind up getting a return on our, on our energetic resources in a way that we don't otherwise. Like, it, cause the same thing can be talked about, like, you know, day people, night people or whatever. You know, for me, if I'm up at 7 a.m., a lot of people, like, they get a lot of energy being up at 7 a.m. and they're going to, that's going to be their most productive time of their day. Not so for me. Right. And because then I'm also going to be costing myself the nighttime creation time, which is from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. for me. And that is when I'm like most alive, most creative, most energized for that sort of activity. Right. And so if I if I'm sleeping at that time, well, I'm going to miss out on that, like that most energetic, most alive time. And I can try to fit myself into the societal mold of 7 a.m. to you know 10 p.m. or whatever. But it's just that is not going to be the time for me that isn't aligned with, meant with me. So. I do, I do want to say, like, even though this model is really useful for thinking about, ask yourself the question, 
does this fit for me? What, what have I noticed about my life and, and the way that my life works? Yeah, totally. I agree. And I think like it is, it's really nice to be in conversation with other people, especially women on this topic specifically of like, you know, oh yeah, I do tend to clean up more during that time of the month. And other people are like, no, not me. I don't feel that urge at all. And so it's not prescriptive. It's just like ha- having a conversation like what's going on with you during each of these phases and how can you leverage what is naturally going on with you for getting the results that you want in the world. Like there might be something very like warm and reflective and calming about doing a sales call in the middle of our menstrual cycle. It might actually be tremendously supportive, but it, what can be, you know, tricky is like, if we think that, oh, I had that really good sales call and like it happened to be during your ovulation cycle and you had a lot of big energy going into that call, it's a mistake to think that you can have that every single day of the month. It's just not accessible for us. Mm -hmm. Just the same way that we can't have the same energy at every minute of every day. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to take a second to just notice like the, I guess, like the biases that are at play when we're talking about this stuff. You know, it seems like you know, you know, like I said earlier about anytime a woman in the room is like, oh, I'm about to start my period. And like men are like, la, 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 I don't want to hear that. And women are like, oh, it's like the worst thing ever. And not in all cases, I think that you are an exception <laughs> in that. Sure. You don't have stories about that. But a lot of people do, you know, like I was just talking to someone this week and she was like, well, I'm like coming into this awareness about my cycles and all this stuff. And it's like, well, I can't just like tell my boss, like what cycle, what part my male boss, like what part of my cycle I'm in. And I'm, I'm kind of like, well, why not? Like, wouldn't it be useful if we were all on board with this difference between men and women and we were all like supporting each other using it? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, what I'm hearing you say is that there is, there is sort of a cultural taboo about some of these things. And I think the way that taboos stay alive is because we feed them. They stay alive in the dark, so to speak. And it can be really useful to, and take courage to to overturn those. But it is like, it's a useful conversation to have somebody, have with somebody. If you have the kind of relationship where you can talk to them authentically and, and you're, and you've cultivated that kind of relationship to say like, hey, you know, like, it's not that I'm not creating during this time of my, reality. It's that I'm creating in a different way. And then over here, when I'm in my bright sunshine, middle of summer phase, that's when I'm like, get very productive. And that's when you're going to see the expansion and it all averages out over the course of a, of a cycle. Right. I was telling somebody recently, you know, men have this kind of even keel access to energetic resources and different cycles. It's a different, no, it is a different cycle. It is different, but I think that, you know, it kind of makes sense that we're having, you know, one, one of our genders is more or less has access to the same energetic resources every day. And then there's women who are kind of in this world looking at men being like, well, they're showing up all the time and I don't have access to that. And they go into their menstrual cycle, which has also been very tabooed and it's bad and we don't like it and it's painful and you just have to deal with it and blah, 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 all that story. And so it's like really built up to this thing without taking into account that when women are ovulating, we are running circles around men. I watch myself do it where I'm like, I'm ready to go. And I'm like, I sometimes will feel impatient with you because you're not hanging with me. 
because I have all this energy. And we're, it's like we're, there's an imbalance of the story because we're not giving credit to the whole picture. We're looking at this one moment where women are like, just, and you know, I love, I, cause I coach my clients on this and I love like every single female client I've ever coached has had a moment where they're like, oh, and I just feel tired and I want to do all these things and I can't get myself to do it. And I'll be like, well, where are you in your cycle? And we'll have this whole conversation and it'll be the first time in their life where they're like, oh my God, I just like never even noticed this or gave myself credit or, and they're able to, you know, shift so many things in their life to create more space for themselves and like live more in alignment with what's going on with them inside. Totally. And I do just want to, again, reiterate that this is not just a psychological thing. It is also a psychological thing, but it is not just a psychological thing because really consider losing blood, losing as much blood as you lose every month on a cycle because our blood runs our brain. Our blood runs our body. There's a reason that we have blood and that if you lose a lot of blood, you die, <laughs> right? Like there, there's a reason that that happens. It's because blood carries oxygen to the, to all of our cells. And if we don't have blood, we literally don't have oxygen. Oxygen is spirit. Oxygen is breath. And so in a very real way, when you're losing a lot of blood and you're in the, cause then our body's going to have to build that back up. Like if I were to cut you and you were to bleed as much blood as you bleed, monthly, you would feel tired afterward. Like you would be cold. <laughs> you would, your body would be working hard to regenerate those resources. So you'd be more hungry afterwards. Right. And so th these are just like real physiological things that I think it's very useful to connect the dots on so that you can give yourself a little bit of permission to be in a recovery phase when this happens. And I just think it's like really useful to notice that, that it's not just like in your head or it's not just because of the pain or whatever, but there actually is a very real physiological thing that happens when you're, when your body loses resources and you have to regenerate them afterwards in order to get yourself back to baseline. Cool. Any final thoughts on this page? My final thought is I want to encourage everyone to notice where they are, where their energy is, like start taking account of like, well, what, what's happening around you? Like what time of day is it? What time of month? What time of year? What's maybe even what's the moon doing? That can be a really useful indicator and, and start noticing the trends and, um, you know, kind of like how I said earlier, like getting to the point where I am, can appreciate all of the phases, but like working towards like loving exactly where I'm at, not just appreciating all four of them, but like appreciating the one where I'm at right now and loving it for what it is. Love it. Awesome. I also uh, want to encourage anybody listening, if you want someone, an outside set of eyes on this to see your cycle and to help you kind of line your life up with those things, this is some, an area where Paige really excels in her coaching. So feel free to reach out either in the DMs on Instagram, or you can reach out to her through, we, we've got the, the links in the, in the show notes, uh, but it can be really useful to have a, an external set of eyes to help you notice how your cycle is actually working in your life. As with most things, we do tend to have blind spots. And so talking to somebody who ha understands this stuff and is also not in your life can help you to kind of see and reflect on your own situation. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. I love coaching on this stuff. I love opening this up for people and how much energy can come from 
just developing an awareness and like a love and, and a permission even and a permission and also like thinking about like how do we talk about this with other people in our lives so we can get them on board and like there's just so much that can come out of developing an awareness and working with somebody on it awesome thanks so much for the wonderful conversation page and for all of you out there live your cycle live your freedom love your life <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast. If you want to get the most out of your time here, think about this. What's the one thing from this episode that resonated the most for you? Asking that simple question can help anchor in your insights and remember who you want to be. If there was even a single thought in today's episode that helps you to become even 1% more free, then we are thrilled. If so, would you do us a favor? We're on a mission to spread the message of freedom and we could use your help. See, the algorithms love it when we get reviews, shares, comments, and likes, and then that helps other people like you to find the podcast and just maybe change their lives. So if you like what we're doing and you want to generate some positive karma for the day, please write us a review wherever you get your podcast love. See you next week. And in the meantime, live your freedom and love your life.